Hello. Welcome to another episode of Speaking of Signify. I am your host. My name is Ryan Miller. And on this episode, I sit down for a chat with Maria Letizia Mariani. She is Signify's Chief Commercial Officer. And our chat, which is quite wide-ranging, covers everything from how best to serve your customers to the importance of customer feedback. Maria Letizia, she also reveals how to provide your employees with the best tools to be able to focus on something that is really important, especially here at Signify, and that is customer centricity, putting the customer at the center of what we do. Plus, she also breaks down, uh, which is pretty cool, the astronaut scene from the Netflix series The Crown. No spoilers, so don't worry about that, but a very uh, impactful example that she uses. And of course, Maria Letizia and I both love ourselves some Italian food, so we do talk a little bit about uh, Italian food as well. So, yeah. But before we kick this off, I should mention that the sound quality is not great on the line. It sounds like Maria Letizia is calling from a payphone. I can assure you she wasn't. But yeah, the content is excellent. So just be aware the sound quality isn't great, but it is easy to hear. That's it. Let's go to that conversation now. So when you joined Signify, or at that time, Philips Lighting, where were you working and what were you doing? I joined uh, at the time as Philips, uh, Royal Philips, uh, already in the lighting sector. So it started uh, my engagement uh, uh, since the beginning in the lighting. And I joined as a lighting leader for a market that is Italy, Israel and Greece. So I was responsible for lighting business in Italy, Israel and Greece. And I covered that role for the first two years. And after that, uh, I moved uh, to the responsibility of uh, Market Group uh, Europe. And then I moved uh, to the responsibility of Chief Marketing and Strategy Officer. And now uh, I'm going to start my journey as a Chief Commercial Officer. If I understand correctly, and this is what I want to pick up on with you, you really see the customer at the center of what we do. And I know we know that, but I'd just like to hear it from you. What, what role does the customer play and how do we get ourselves to serve them better? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm obsessed by customer focus and customer centricity. And that's uh, something that is not linked to my role as a commercial officer because uh, often people believe that uh, customer uh, is a topic that relates to the commercial uh, People. That's not the case. Make customer focus is the job of everyone every day. So is the job of every person at Signify. And that's why for me it's so important to talk about that and to be sure that everybody uh, relates to, to the importance that uh, every single person, no matter what is the role they have in the organization, they can play to make the customer experience and the customer journey outstanding every day. So the interaction with customer is what makes the difference and is the reason why we are here. And, uh, you know, uh, during pandemic, I, I watch uh, Netflix uh, more than usual. And uh, now this day that the world is commemorating uh, Prince uh, Philippe, I was reflecting on one episode uh, of uh, Netflix series, uh, the, the Crown. 
and uh, and it's uh, it's about the, the prince that uh, was uh, asking and having a private meeting with astronauts after their trip to the moon so the astronauts were back from the moon they were of course going around the world meeting a lot of people and they had their session at buckingham palace and during that visit prince philip asked for a private meeting which is quite unusual and common and uh, okay, man, there are many comments saying that uh, it didn't happen really in that way, but that's not so much the point. What is what is that is the point for me is that the scene described the prince that was talking with astronauts and expecting to talk with dreamers, with philosophers. He was trying to reflect with them on the big themes about the sense of life, and he felt. Uh, they were not adequate to what he was expecting. So at the end, there is the meeting, a scene where the princess shared his disappointment with the queen. And he said that he was expecting giants, he was expecting gods. And he found a total absence of originality, of imagination. And the answer of the queen, Elizabeth, was very simple, but very effective. She said, they have the qualities that are the right one, to be perfect for their job. But they have sense of duty, they are modest, they are reliable. And that's the point. To achieve great things, at the end it requires mainly discipline, it requires execution. And the greatness is made by small daily duties that we have to perform with the reliability. And that's for me is the core of customer centricity is a big team, is a dream, is to be giant in the experience that we offer, but we can make it happen only if each of us every day is acting with humbleness, with reliability, with sense of care, and this is what makes things great. So I liked very much that episode because at the end, sometimes you expect dreamer and, and then at the end you achieve things with the duty and with the execution. That's a such a powerful sentiment, and also to tie it to the idea of of signify and 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 what we do. I was reminded. I don't know if you you're a football fan, but I remember a, a few years ago in the Netherlands, they had all of these superstars, and a lot of them were left off the national team. And the coach at that time justified his decision by saying, "I don't need the best players. I need the best team." They're very different, obviously, astronauts and, and football players, are, they're very different fields. But I think that common thread of you need everybody working together in the same direction. And for you and for Signify, that's customer first. Now, something that also springs to mind is in terms of having that sense of duty and that sense of care is the idea of having the right processes and the right way of doing things. Can you talk a little bit about that? Maybe one way of thinking about it is, is there a lot that needs to change within Signify or is it small improvements or are there things we need to do differently or how do you see that unfolding? Yeah, that's also interesting. The topic of the process, uh, it's important because of course uh, you, you need to have the right processes to serve the customer, the right tools. And you need to have an empowered organization because again, at the end, the things are made possible by people. And so only people that understand, connect deeply with the strategy, with the purpose of what you're doing, and they have in their end the empowerment to make things happening, they can leverage the process at the best, but also do what is needed 
to make exception when it's relevant and give feedback to uh, improve the processes. So when I look at what we are doing at Signify, I believe that we have uh, we are improving a lot on the process side. We are improving a lot and we have started putting a huge focus in really structurally collect customer feedback. We have now on a very regular basis dialogue with the customers. We take their feedback, we act on the feedback, we give a feedback back on what has been done, and we monitor how we are progressing on that journey. So there, are, there is a big focus. But at the end, everything is in the hands of our people, our employees. So that's why when you talk about a superior customer experience, I'm convinced that you need to start with employees because engaged employees that understand the purpose and they want to deliver according to that principle to the customers, they will make the full difference. And that's why when you look at our strategy, we have what we call the five frontier strategy that is made about, also graphically, you have five rings that are concentric. At the center, the first ring is the customer. We put at the center our customer and the last ring is our employees because at the end we go to serve the customer and everything we do in the middle is embraced by our employees. So I believe that we have uh, tools that we are improving. So we are, as I was saying, uh, improved a lot on the customer connection and dialogue. We have now started a very serious improvement process to offer digitally the right level of experience, access to the information. So we are moving according to the feedback to deliver a superior experience. And we have a culture that plays not only at the center of the strategy, the customer, but also as one of our four values. So that's a clear sign of commitment that we are giving externally, but also internally to, to ourselves. So I want to get at the employee engagement piece and at the, the idea of being a great place to work. But before I get there, I want to look again at one element of that center piece, the customer. You've talked a, a few times about customer feedback and how, how getting that is important and acting on that. Is there an example of that that you can you can point to in, in recent times where you say, oh, this was great. We, th- we thought we were doing this and, and it was great, but the customer feedback said this and this is how we adapted. And one example is what I was mentioning. I think we have now clear, uh, received clearly feedback from customers that despite we thought that uh, the information that we provide on our website are accurate and are uh, appropriate, the feedback is consistently that is not easy to access the information and is not it's not easy enough. So it's not uh, customized enough, but it's also not always easy to find the information that the customer is looking for. And that's why we have started a project that is uh, we we exactly created to solve that specific uh, requirement to make it much more easy for our customer to access exactly the information that you are looking for. And this is already in place, so we started and we hope that our customer can, will enjoy the first impact and experience the difference in the next few weeks. Oh, wow. So it's already going live soon. Yes, yes, yes. And of course, it's step by step. So the project is having a high ambition, but we want to be sure that we start with the long improvement so customers can immediately correlate with the improvement that has been made looking at their input. Great. That's uh, that's clear. So let's now talk about being a great place to work, which, as you 
nicely visualized for us is is the outer ring that encapsulates everything in the five frontier strategy and can you talk a little bit about how signify is making itself a great place to work yeah so this is one of the most uh, important topics again because uh, for me it, it's obvious that uh, everything is depends uh, on the engagement and the passion and the commitment that the people are uh, putting in place every day and from this point of view, I really uh, want to use this as an opportunity to also thank the employees of Signify because what their commitment is making a big difference every day. And our customers are served by our employees in an exceptional way. And this is uh, remarkable. And I, I believe that we never say it enough. But I want to say once more, a big thank you uh, to our employees for that. And we are focusing on many different areas. And of course, when you talk about engaged employee, is about being sure that what we do is clear and people can connect with not only what we do, but also why we do things. So our commitment to sustainability, to innovation, is a core element where people can connect and see their personal value, also matching the value of the company. So this is a big driver for engagement. Then we put a lot of focus in increasing our diversity and uh, inclusion activities. So this is a topic that is more and more a relevant topic. We are committed to create an environment that is inclusive and we are committed to develop talent to secure that we also have an organization that is highly diverse. And for us, diversity means to be capable in our organization to reflect the diversity of the world that we, uh, we interface with. Gender is about age and is about many different things that in every single geography can be selected as a topic of focus, depending on the priorities that uh, we have in that specific geography. So we say uh, diversity is three elements for us. Two are defined by the corporate level, that is gender and is age. And there is another element, a third one, that is specific for every market. So you have in every market a selection that can increase the focus and reflect what are the priorities that are more relevant for the society in that specific geography. Then we focus a lot in offering, developing a path for our people. It's about learning path, it's about coaching, it's about uh, supporting uh, the opportunity for a stretch assignment that make people experience things that otherwise they would have never experienced. So offering an environment where people can learn and grow. And then uh, we continue to work to be sure that every person in the organization can identify his own personal path and be supported in uh, his own personal and professional development. Those are the core elements of our uh, employee uh, engagement activities. How do you see the uh, the pandemic and working from home and the, the current realities and, and how we foresee what's coming next over the next six months or a year in terms of getting back to work. How, how has that impacted? Has it slowed, slowed things down? Has it forced more creativity? Where, what has been the, the impact yeah. in terms of making it not just an okay place to work, but a great place to work? No, I mean, the, the, the journey that we are all in is uh, something crazy. And of course, so you have seen, I've seen myself, I've experienced myself uh, different phases. I think at the beginning we were all stuck 
But uh, there was a huge reaction. People put in place the creativity, energy, just to organize and keep the connection. So I saw at the beginning an impressive level of creativity and energy. People want to stay connected and they... But you were expecting also that it was not lasting so long. So after a while, when people realized that this was long, then also the excitement of a different setup and make that setup working was leaving space to people being tired. And then you have all the different personal situations. You have people alone and felt really alone at home. There were, there were people with family and then maybe with a house that was not big enough. So with a lot of critical elements, how to keep space for working parents, for studying at home, kids and maybe grandparents to be assisted. So every person experience is her own challenge because for every person it was different. But what I, uh, I have experienced is a high level of solidarity. People uh, supportive, being supportive, trying to be flexible, uh, uh, trying to stay close, engaged. So that level of attention I have, I have observed. From a working point of view, my takeaway is that we have proven that we can manage well. I think what is missing, at least in my experience, is when you meet with people, you unleash a level of creativity that is uh, unique. That happens because you have informal, uh, unexpected, unplanned changes, and you have an idea, someone is capturing your attention for a few minutes, and that level of creativity you can only reach when you are together. So I believe that we have also seen uh, how important is the physical real connection with our colleagues to get energy, to give energy, and to improve and bring things to a different level. So I don't know how, how long it will last and maybe there will be other phases. There was a very interesting, uh, I was looking on, uh, watching on YouTube, there was my daughter that was showing me kind of short comedy where uh, a girl was playing uh, herself in the day and she was visited by herself in the experience of the COVID. So you see a per the person that was there and was uh, not knowing what then happening. And she was saying, uh, uh, so, uh, sorry. I lost the, it. so she was coming and she was saying, okay, you know, there is a pandemic. You think that your life is not good. You will discover that uh, there will be something uh, unbelievable. And then she will start saying, and then, uh, then there is a second time she comes again and say, no, no, it's, it's over. No, it's done. And, uh, no, it's not done. And it's even much worse than what you thought, because now we have also uh, variation. So, and I think I, I see myself because uh, you manage yourself by believing that it's going to end, you're going to be back. That was the initial phase. Now you do not set any more even expectation and you try to extract the best from the situation you are in. But I don't know, I think it's a really new frontier for each of us. So every time you need to see how you can cope with what will be next. Setting, that's really the, the, the learning that things are not under our control and we just need to be flexible enough to take the best from what is the situation. Yeah, I think those are very good words to kind of guide us going forward. I, I was thinking today about a, a text message exchange I had early on in the pandemic, and I was, was kind of freaking out because I was like worried, you know, my parents are elderly and, you know, I don't know what's going on. And then, you know, it's good to have some contact with some friends and, you know, Brian, it's going to be, you know, calm down and blah, 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 blah. But in the end, I think they, <laughs> the people who calmed me down were kind of wrong 
you know, because it, it turned out to be way worse, I think, than any of us could have predicted at that time. And it's, you know, we still don't know what's going to happen, but it was the right message for me at the right time. But I think, okay. you know, we just have to be flexible and see what's going to happen yeah. and adapt. And I think that's a very good message uh, for us at this point of time. And for me, there are two elements that for me are fundamental. Whatever, we need to be kind to each other because each of us, has, we have our own challenges. So we need to be kind and we need to be grateful because still there is a, there is a lot that we should be grateful for. And for the rest, we need to be flexible. Those are great words to live by. And I would say they don't even just apply to right now. Those are two very, uh, very powerful principles yeah. for living our lives. Now, it's actually a very nice segue into this, into what I like to call the FAQs or the five alternative questions. So I'm going to ask you five questions that have nothing to do with your work life and, and your role at Signify. And you can just tell me what you think. Yeah. Okay. What is a favorite memory you have, maybe from your, your childhood? Probably one of the, my favorite one was, uh, we had always, I'm, I'm Italian, as you can see from my accent. And, you know, in Italy, food is an important part. And there was uh, when we celebrated the birthday of my grandmother. And she was organizing something that was crazy because we were kids and there were no limits. There were all kinds of cake and uh, chocolates, and, uh, and we spent basically the full day just eating with no limits. Those was really something that was quite unreal, and uh, I cannot understand how nobody was blocking us, but we did every year like that, and it was, uh, was very nice with my sister, my brother. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. That's perfect. And w where did that take place? At the house, uh, the place of my grandmother. So she was cooking herself uh, and she was probably cooking for the, for the full year uh, because there was so much things to it that we could even not finish everything despite we were never stopping. Nice. On the topic of meals together, let's say you, you have a dinner party and you can bring two or three people. Uh, they can be, uh, you know, alive or, or, or dead, but two or three people who you would love to, to bring together for a fantastic dinner party. I will bring back my family. They are no longer there. Hmm. I will do that. My father, my mother, my sister. Okay. Yeah. This might also be connected, but what would you cook together? And all will cook, because then my mother was a great uh, cooker, but most of my sister, and I also enjoyed that. So probably we will uh, just stay together uh, in, in the cooking area and uh, be creative without uh, recipes. We were just uh, going there and uh, do what, uh, what was, with what is available, uh, create something. But you'd never make it to the table. You would just cook and try each other's sauce and hang out in the kitchen. and Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Now we go to the table because my father will not enjoy that phase. My father was more there to, to eat at the end. <laughs> but uh, very, very traditional also is you. Uh, ah. But yes, I think we would have done. But for, of course, pasta would not miss. <laughs> ah, yes, of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> what is the book that you find yourself recommending to people? 
you know, another thing of the pandemic, I, I love uh, uh, reading usually, since ever, but another thing of the pandemic is that I'm reading a lot. And I'm also reading things that I would have never uh, assumed that I would have. And recently I was completing the full uh, series of Harry Potter. Believe it or not, it was impossible to stop. My daughter is still uh, playing because she said, I was reading it when I was 12 years old, and now you are doing that. That you're... It's, I, I, it was amazing. I really love it. Seven books, uh, one after the other. So I, I love it. I would recommend it to everybody. You go in another place with your mind, uh, you, you get distracted, uh, and uh, it's, uh, it's nice. It was uh, the last one that I was reading, and I would recommend for sure. What a great recommendation. I, I definitely... I read a lot of those as they were as they were coming out and yeah as an adult and but such a such a great fantasy fantasy world yeah. and a yeah wonderful place to spend time and what a great pandemic recommendation as well when you can't can't really go anywhere yeah. but <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. <laughs> and you know another recommendation that I have is that if you cannot sit and read that because it's it's a many hours you have also, I use now Audible, uh, that is the app where you can just uh, have the e e read, read version, uh, and uh, it's available there, and you can walk and still uh, read. So it's also good. So did you listen to part of the Audible? And Yes. Yes. Did you have that thing yes, where it yes. syncs up? Yes. With uh, yes, yes, it's easy because you, you can have the book and then you can uh, look at the chapter. You work and the chapter you read, and uh, it's a good mix. Oh, great. What is a piece of advice that you would give someone, let's say, someone who's early in their career? Yeah, I, I think the, the most important one is to try to be yourself. So comply with the rules, but not, not try to comply with the model uh, in terms of when you talk about diversity, it's all about to bring yourself, bring the true yourself. That's the biggest value and that you can, uh, you can have and uh, you will be value for that. If you try to be similar because you, have, uh, you are afraid of being different, of being judged, and then you lose half of your power. So be yourself, be courageous, and yes, there will be always someone that will not appreciate but focus on the one that will understand the value that you bring and enjoy and develop in that in that direction. Great advice, I think. Let's say you're not working on the weekend. It's Sunday. You've got the whole day to yourself, your whole day to do whatever you want. What do you do? Uh, depending. If I'm here in... Uh... In Amsterdam, I will try to do sport. If uh, if swimming pool are open, I love swimming, so I will find a way. If I'm uh, in Italy, I will spend time with my family, with my children, and uh, with friends, and probably go to the beach and uh, enjoy the sun with uh, with friends. Fantastic. What is a skill that you have or a talent that people might be surprised about? I would love to say that I am a very good singer, but I'm not. I would love to sing, but I'm terrible at singing. So that would be a surprise, but in the negative sense, if I start singing. But uh, yeah, that definitely I, I, I am a good uh, cooker. So I can uh, prepare very good dishes. 
I think this is um, this is something I'm uh, I enjoy and I enjoy to experiment. So I put a lot of creativity in cooking. What is the clearest expression of your cooking talents? What dish? Typically, the uh, the one that I love the most, and that it depends. There are also phases, but this period that I'm doing often, uh, uh, gnocchi alla romana. Gnocchi alla romana is typical from Rome, and I do with uh, some variation. So I create with some things and stuff inside that can be vegetable of uh, or cheese that is not in the original uh, recipe, but uh, is making it even uh, even better. And, and what kind of sauce is on the, so the gnocchi are, are handmade, obviously, I can tell. And what kind of sauce is a gnocchi alla romana? The gnocchi alla romana is not a typical uh, gnocchi that you do with potatoes. It's done with the semolino, so you do not put sausage, but it's just done on the oven and uh, is uh, with the cheese on top. It's not a typical gnocchi. It's a different one. Okay. And, and your gnocchi alla romana is even different from the regular, which is different of from... Course. Okay. Okay. There are variations of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Now, last question. Who is your favorite Harry Potter character? Yeah, of course, uh, is uh, Hermione. Is the, yeah. the, 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 the young lady that needs to fight in a world that is male-dominated, and, yeah. uh, and she's making her way. And she, she's, uh, she's even not part of the specific, uh, let's say, I mean, she's not pure. She's no. uh, not coming from uh, parents that are uh, that are uh, having the magic uh, power. So she has two elements that she needs to uh, fight. And you can observe uh, how sometimes she needs to overperform to prove herself, which mm-hmm. is something that you observe uh, typically when people feel uncomfortable, they need to overperform to prove themselves. And she, she did great. Okay. Great, uh, great answer. So that's it for that part. So thank you very much for participating. And the last thing I'd like to do is offer you the last word. If there's something else you'd like to share about anything we've talked about or anything that we you feel like we missed that you just want to to leave at this point. At the end, for me, the only recommendation that I give to myself is to never stop learning. There is so much to learn uh, and there is so much to enjoy when you offer yourself the opportunity to continuously develop. That is a pleasure and is what gives you, gives me at least uh, a lot of energy. Exchanging with people and finding also the next uh, element that you can learn. So at the end, curiosity and uh, connection with uh, people is my way to get uh, and keep energy. Well, those are great words. So I will say thank you very much for your time and for the wonderful conversation and enjoy the rest of your your Monday. Thank you very much, Ryan. Same to you. Well, there it was. That was my chat with Maria Letizia Mariani. But you know that, of course, because you were just listening to it like six seconds ago. I want to say thank you to Maria Letizia for taking the time to speak with me. Much appreciated. And I also want to thank you, yes, you, for listening. If you're enjoying Speaking of Signify, which is this podcast right now, then subscribe. You just hit the subscribe button in the podcast place where you're listening to it right now. You can also rate and review it. You can even send an email to podcasts 
at signify.com. Or, I don't know, you could connect with me on LinkedIn and just send a message and be like, Ryan, great podcast. And I'll reply and I'll be like, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you like it. Because I am. I'm glad you like it. Speaking of Signify is executive produced and hosted by me, Ryan Miller. And the Speaking of Signify team includes Iman Faruqi, Martin Kottmeyer, and Fanny Kovacs. We get production assistance and pearls of wisdom from Jonathan Gruber and Lloydie James Lloyd. And the music, as ever, is by Sasha Hudemacher. So I just want to say thanks for listening. And that's twice now, at least, that I've said thank you. Because I really do appreciate you listening. And I invite you to come back next week when once again we'll be speaking of Signify. Signify.